Testing. Rugby pickup. Yeah. I'm here with Tommy No Picks. Yep, that's me. And we are excited to celebrate another trip around the sun, Tommy. Another Rugby Pick'em Awards, the RPAs. The second annual RPA. Second annual. Basically just give out awards to not even rugby people, just people on the internet. Dress up because it is an award show. Yes. And uh, yeah, give it awards. Let's pop the champagne. Let's get going. The flavor profile going to be... Oh, I'm struggling. We need... (laughs) It just landed in that cup over there. I'm not even joking. On the shelf. Here we go. Welcome, folks. The 2021... Rugby Pick'em Awards. And stand by for the flavor profile. As always. Is that my birthday? <laughs> it's a little nutty with hints of peach. Nutty, hints of peach. <laughs> Rosé all day. At a wine tasting, you're never wrong, apparently. No, That's no. what I hear. Tommy, welcome back, welcome back. The Rugby Pick'em Faithful, who's back for their second annual RPAs. If it's your first, well, go back and listen to last year's 2020 awards. Thomas, we unfortunately are down a co-host tonight, but we just want to say, Johnny, if you're listening, we know you're the hardest working man in Denver. Tom, John's been putting his nose nose to the grindstone lately. Yeah, well, we we sure miss him tonight, but we're we're proud of him. Yes, he's been working (laughs) super hard. And Tommy, I think we just got to jump in with a pretty fun um, first category. It's the step of the year. So if you've ever stepped or been stepped on the rugby field, obviously it's, it's kind of like the equivalent of getting dunked on. It's amazing when you do it. It sucks when you get stepped. So without further ado, the nominees for step of the year. <laughs> Tying furlong. Oh, Doubles good. up Scotland. <laughs> uh, Tommy drift, actually, middle of the pitch. And yeah. Does his own number, I think, puts a forward on the ground and then beats Finn Russell to the outside. When a big man gets moving like that, it's poetry in motion. Yeah, you're breaking down for the big hit, and then all of a sudden he goes lateral, and, and you're, you're confused. Yes. The potato enthusiast, Tig Furlong. The next nominee, Thomas. Nate Augsburger. <laughs> one score against the Kiwis. This is when Uncle Johnny said it was an accidental pick and go. Well, we said <laughs> it when, when we reported. They had a set piece on. They just, you know, what it, what came out on paper wasn't the set piece that they drew up. But hey, it worked. Yeah, it worked out. And who did he do dirty? Damian McKenzie. Yeah. He's like your lookalike, no? A little blonde <laughs> flip 15? Yeah. A little short, short man. Yeah, yeah. You guys kind of play alike. You're very like sa- saucy with the ball. Short kings. Yeah. Shout out to Damo. Tough step, but uh, yeah. shout out to Nate Augsburger. Speaking of uh, short blonde guys, he had his hair done bleach blonde for that step. Yeah. He could be first team all hair, uh, honorable mention, or even make the team. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for 2022. Um, yeah. And our final contestant, Stuart Hogg. The entire team. Uh, good old Stu Hogg. Hoggy. <laughs> Love Stu. me some Hoggy. He got a wide ball and 
basically did four guys inside, no sweat. Yeah, that that went a little viral when that happened. It looked like the computer editor had like <laughs> copy pasted a million defenders. Yep. Yeah, and just created more than they actually <laughs> were. Um, and the winner good. is Tag Furlong, the Potato Man. When you see when you see a, a big Irishman step two two men on in the middle of the pitch prop. It's hard to that's hard to beat. Uh, all right, our next category for the RPAs is Emilar mascot of the year. Now, Tommy, I have always listened to when the commissioner gets on and does public podcasts, and he's always hammering. We gotta have names on the back of the jerseys. We gotta be making mascots. We gotta be adding to the game day value. We saw the addition of a many MLR mascot mm-hmm. this year, with new expansion teams coming on and. Some original teams adding a mascot for the first time. Let's get to the nominees. Let's do it. <laughs> Woodgy. He's like a walking NFT. <laughs> Woodgy looks a tad bit scary, but hey, if you were in the woods and you saw Sasquatch, you should be scared. You should hope it's Woodgy, <laughs> not a real Sasquatch. Great with the kids, <laughs> Woodgy is. Kawa, the panther. Now, Tom, this is where I'm a bit tripped up because isn't it Warrior Nation? Like, aren't the Warriors the mascot? That's what... Well, I think that's the case with a, like, you know, Woodgy is not a... True, uh, he's not a free jack. What is a free jack? So it could be. Woodgy could be a free jack. No, I think the equation would be Woodgy does not equal free jack. Okay. They're associated, but I think they're... I think I can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, but you talk sense into me. Like, Koa the Panther doesn't have to be a warrior. He's fucking call it the panther yeah i mean he was up to semantics too this year uh Uh, nuggets denver nuggets don't have a nugget runner oh that's true they got rocky yeah yeah okay i rescind (laughs) rocky the sea wolf tommy rocky is very active on twitter he's probably the most um socially relevant online figure uh, but from a physical game day presence, I think he packs a powerful punch with Broccoli Man. A little one two with the Broccoli Man. Well, yeah. we'll get to that. I mean, he's nominated for Fan of the Year, but oh, Rocky the Sea Wolf as MLR mascot. <laughs> what do you think? Um, c- serious contender. I mean, he's I, I like the Rocky. first. I like Rocky. I don't know who came in first, him or our last nomination, Scratch. Oh, I forgot about Scratch. I didn't have that in my notes. As a fellow original seven mascot scratch does have some claim to fame here <laughs> scratch has been there doing his dance in the stands so i'd like to see koa and scratch in a in a cage match here we go <laughs> cat battle and the winner is koa the panther there you go. For the absolute antics on the motorcycle. And just a quick note here. We we did get Koa on the interview, but we forgot that all mascots are mute. Ah, oh, so. yeah, it was tough. <laughs> so we'll have to cut that out. But. <laughs> the good thing is, Tommy, we've talked about how the Rugby Network, a future potential nominee for one of our awards. Jeez, spoiling. I, I mean, the I'm whole teasing, episode. I'm teasing. Okay. Um the Rugby Network is pretty punchy when it comes to memes, when it comes to trying to like achieve virality, right? It's very clear whoever's running those accounts is from a younger generation. Now, when Koa drove across that conversion uh, that the Gilgronies were just like perplexed about, 
really is this mascot gonna like punk our kicker like this? Yeah. <laughs> I think TRM just ran with it and was like, only in the MLR will you see this. Yeah. Like hashtag the disrespect, you know? And oh, like I think some old rugby heads, some of the old farts who I always yeah. fucking bitch and moan about because they don't want change, you know? <laughs> the boomers they probably were like, this is absolutely unacceptable. Well, you know what, Koa? You want the RPA because you got balls. <laughs> I love it. Cajones. That's great. Let's get Koa and Scratch in a cage match. Yeah. Cat fight. That's what I'm saying. Halftime show. You want to go anyway. viral, TRN? There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, so Tommy, our next category is... It's the second time we're here. We did this on our, our previous RPAs, the MLR Associated Podcast of the Year. And we have a couple nominees. Last year's winner was the Austin Rugby Podcast. Um, still going, still chugging. They haven't uh, renamed Rebranded. themselves the Gilgrony yeah. <laughs> Podcast. They want to wait a year and make sure that sticks. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Tommy, without further ado, the nominees. Warrior Nation. Jerome Jerome. And Banksy. <laughs> so, I mean, these two, uh, not only they do the pod, but they do the live game, radio call. Yes, right. 880 or whatever the hell they listen to in Salt Lake. It's, it's not AM. It's Is it an FM or an AM? Whatever it is, you know who the average <laughs> fan base is. Like a 65-year-old, like, yeah, yeah plumber who's like <laughs> on his way to Provo Valley to just listen to a little warrior radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Road to Glory, Bree and Roly. Tommy, we know how multi-dimensional Bree Kim is, uh, but the wild card Roly really ties this show in. Are are you a Road to Glory head? It, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? They, One of the best guys, week to week awesome. shows. Um, if you really are, a, and they really are week to week. I mean, if you're a Beltway rugby fan, <clears throat> this is a must listen to. Really good crew. And lastly, Cat Chronicles, Houston Sabercats. Yeah, they got they got some pretty bad SEO. I mean, everyone's chronicling their cat on YouTube. Yes, we've been over the weaknesses there. <laughs> the name <laughs> that selection. Was, that was the last year. Thing. Uh, but Cody is a phenomenal host. Um, they've had stadium announcer on there as well to do some interviews. Tommy, we got to know uh, Pote. We got to know the new South African regime coming in. Heineke. And um, quite frankly, Tommy, I thought it was a little unfair. They started out the season, they're doing content, they start losing games, and then like four weeks later, like Sam Windsor came on to cop like a four-game losing streak. That's always a tough interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the, the feed went dead it's, for a minute. But, um, <laughs> it's tough. No, we, we actually saw Sam's moved on to Rooney, and we'll see how that shakes out next year. But, Tommy, these are the MLR Pods of the year, and the winner is Road to Glory. Brianna, Kim, and Roly and Tommy. We were lucky enough to actually chat with Brie. Yep. To accept her RPA, it was a great little chat we had. I so mean, much fun. What's good about Brie is even though it's a late night on the East Coast, she's just like, yeah, give me a call, give me a buzz, let's do it. Yeah, she's she's down. It's fun. We wish her the best. She is the best. We talked about sideline reporting. We talked about it all. We'll kick it over to that, and then we'll get back to the 2021 RPAs. Hello, this is Brianna. 
Brianna, this is BT and Tommy No Picks from Rugby Pick'em. How the hell are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good, Brianna. Congratulations. <laughs> you have won the MLR Associated Podcast of the Year. Obviously, you are the rock to Road to Glory. For those that haven't listened, it's one of the best out there. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and congratulations. Trophies in the mail. I can't wait. Um, when you when I got the message from you guys, so for context, I was knee-deep in the middle of you know finals and just not, not really loving life. So when you guys sent me that message, I was like, no way, because Roby was unfortunately at the back of the very back of my mind. So getting that message was awesome. I of course shared it with the rest of the Road to Glory staff, and they were so stoked. Rolly, I think, was like, "Did they really pick us?" And I was like, "Look, Rolly, it's a mistake. You know, we're just gonna roll with it." Uh, <laughs> no, we were very, very excited to hear the news, and we're of course so honored. Thank you guys so much. Well, for any diehard listeners to Road to Glory podcast, and for any new listeners that haven't listened, first off, subscribe. Secondly. Anybody who's listened knows you, Bree, are the rock, and Rolly is the wild card. There's no other way to put that. You gotta have a little sugar and spice. What do you think it is about your two hosting dynamic that really makes the show plug? I, you know, I think we, I think we really lucked out because I think I first met Rolly maybe a year before we started doing this, so a couple years ago now, and. I don't know, we just have a good dynamic, you know, I love to give him as much crap as, as I can, and he takes it in stride, and maybe doesn't give me as much as I, as I deserve, um, but no, I think it's just, you know, we, as every rugby fan, as you guys know, I mean, we just truly share the love and passion for the sport, and can totally go from, you know, one minute, just give each other crap to the next minute, just you know, nerding out over some play that just, you know, that happened over the weekend and just talking about that awesome rugby that, you know, we're now seeing in the league. And so I think just that is what kind of really strengthens the bond between us and just makes the chemistry so easy and, you know, hopefully makes it really enjoyable to listen to on the pod. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> easy listening, baby. It's great. You, you guys go week to week, which is hard. We When we started Rugby Pick'em, this was before Tommy No Picks was even on the show. We thought we were going to be the week in, week out gambling gurus. We knew illegal gambling was around the corner. That's why we chose Pick'em as the name. We quickly learned we are not built for week to week recaps. Or even picking them. <laughs> we can't even pick them now, Bree. We're, we're, we are self-admitted non-pros. Well, I mean, I think we, we tried to do our own pickums on the show, and I mean, we must have been, like, batting, uh, we must have been 50, 55% maybe on the season, so, I mean, look, it was a crazy year, so I don't think anyone really had much luck being accurate. But I also, I mean, look, Rolly and I, know do the all the on the air stuff but we have an awesome producer and jeff who who puts it all together he was new to the show last year and just crushed it and of course like the fact that old glory gave us the bandwidth and and you know the the leeway to run the show i mean there's a reason that it's still going week to week is because of all those guys behind the scenes so you know hope paris and jeff all those guys putting it together and and let me and really just banter for an hour for some reason they still want us to do it so well snaps for jeff <laughs> <laughs> thank you jeff appreciate you as always uh well uh brianna you're also well you're winning the award for podcast but 
you're also a sideline reporter. Can you kind of compare those grinds? Yeah, I mean, it, the sideline reporting was so different um, and new to me last year. I mean, the pod had a little bit of familiarity and, and unfortunately didn't get much reporting under my belt, you know, in 20, oh gosh, in 2019, after, you know, once everything shut down. I think, you know, with the pod, I felt a lot, it's interesting, right, because you're preparing, no matter what, you're preparing content for, for both um, for both shows. And so I think what's interesting is, you know, I have this kind of long-form opportunity to really put whatever content I want in and have, a, you know, have room to kind of banter and go back and forth. And then on the weekends, it's let's wrap up the content in a minute and a half, two minutes maybe. Um, so it's very, you know, kind of opposite sides of the spectrum in, in that aspect. But I think what I also love is just I, I feel very lucky to be able to cover the sport from both, you know, the, the D.C. side, but then also just from the league perspective. I mean, everyone I think knows that I'm, you know, a D.C. DC native at heart, but, you know, obviously have to be um, impartial at the games. And so I think just just contrasting it that way has been interesting but it's been a lot of fun and it kind of it, it's, it gives me more practice and, and just making sure I'm I guess delivering the content that I want right and and not just kind of going on and on and, and making sure I can keep things nice and concise so right. uh, I think that and, and also just you know the opportunity to be able to like on the sidelines get to actually talk to the players and the coaches something that of course last year in, in, in the height of the pandemic and hopefully not too much into this year but that a lot of people got to do and so i felt very fortunate in that as well nice and uh speaking of getting the content you want out if you're on a late night grind trying to get the podcast out there what's your go-to snack while you're grinding my go-to <laughs> snack well this is gonna be totally overshadowed by the snacks i had during finals because let me tell you, I have this giant container of like Trader Joe's milk chocolate, like peanut butter cups, like the good, you know, the like Reese's peanut butter cups oh. that are supposed to be a little bit better, but are not. <laughs> Delicious. Um, I'm gonna have to, I, I'm gonna have to say that's my go-to right now. So just give me the sugar overload. That's that's healthy, right? <laughs> nice. little, little Reese's with a clonic kelty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'm actually looking at some uh, peanut butter whiskey in front of me right now that my friend gave me, so that maybe is a little bit too ironic. Nice. Well, yeah, Tom, Tommy touched on the reporting, and first off, we love Homerism, so feel free to just be very blatantly pro Old Glory on the sideline. <laughs> I think it adds a little spice to the mix. Um, there you go. But, Bree, um, who is better at transitioning down to you? Is it Dan Power or Sturbina? The, the better the better throwdown, I'm gonna have to give it to my man Dan Power. DP. And I will cav I will caveat that <laughs> with the fact that I didn't really get to work with Mark too much or too too frequently last year, so he you know, he didn't get to do that. Um you know, I was I thought you were gonna ask me Dan versus Dallin, but I'm gonna I'm gonna skip right over that question and go with Dan Power. Nice, nice. Now, I'm going to have Tommy narrate because a big part of the Rugby Pick'em Awards are the outfits. Tommy, what am I currently wearing and what am I putting on right All right, now? you got the – he's wearing a tuxedo, literally wearing a tuxedo because this is an awards show. And uh, he has just slid on over the tuxedo an Old Glory 
yeah. jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to give shout outs. Um, I'm going to kick it to you as to who is your favorite player to root for in OGDC, but I will tell you I'm very biased. I manage the U23 Pathways team, so I'm team John Lefebvre and team Corey Daniel. Uh, also, shout out to Nick Purvis who hooked it up with the polo. But oh, nice. Who, nice. who do you like on the squad? Who is a very easy person to root for on Old Glory? Man, you are giving me a very tough question. I'm glad you gave a shout out to John and Corey, though, because especially them being hometown guys and, and both of them really hitting the scene in the last you know year, especially for Corey the last year. But John is obviously quick, quickly up and coming. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be quickly become fan favorites. Um, I think for me, oh boy, and this might be out of fear for retaliation, but I mean, this everyone loves Danny Tusatala. I think I have to give it to him. I think he would be very mad at me if I didn't say his name. Good. Also because he plays my position, and you know he's been a part of the team since since the inception. So I think anytime I see him on the field, that you know. I gotta root for him. Tommy, wasn't he first team all hair? Oh no, that was holding no, younger yeah. with the chops. <laughs> That's right. He That's unfortunately right. didn't quite make it, I guess. Yeah. Year, which I'm sure he I'm sure he'll come back this year buzzing and trying to figure out how to stick out and well, I mean frosted tips is the best quick path to getting him. <laughs> Rugby Pickham's first team all or hair. Mullet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll tell him so he keeps embracing it. Bree, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I know it's late East Coast time, but you know, send us off with this. What can the Rugby Pick'em community, what can the greater MLR community expect from Bree Kim in 2022? Because we know you got goals. Oh, man, that is, that is a tough question. You're just hitting me with all the hard ones. Well, no, tell I mean, us. Are, are you currently, based on us creeping your Instagram, are you getting a graduate's degree at Harvard? Harvard? I, I, I am. I am. I unfortunately am no longer residing in the D.C. area. I moved up to Boston uh, in August, and I just finished my first semester of business school literally today so it has been a wild ride um and yeah but the good news is for for you guys and for whoever else is listening and is familiar with me i you know i'm still planning on doing the road to glory pod even from boston and i'm planning on being at a number of games for the mr season doing sidelines so still very much have rugby in the plans for the first spring semester hey free jack's got that yeah. quincy <laughs> stadium well, lined up because <laughs> Why be impartial when you can freaking be a homer? Bree, thank you so much for everything you do to grow the game. And uh, we're just big fans over here at Rugby Pick'em. Hey, I really, really appreciate that. Seriously, it means a lot. Like hearing from you guys during the season, it just kind of made me realize that, you know, this sport truly is growing. And, you know, at first I kind of thought the things that I was doing were limited to a very small scope, but I love what you guys do too. And I think this season is just going to be unreal in terms of what's to come. And you and I, all of us, we all play a big part in that. So thank you. 
Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Cheers, Bree. Congratulations on the RPA. Take care. Take care. Take Bree. care. <laughs> Tommy, I think Bree is going to be one of those people that ends up like I'm talking about, not just being a sideline reporter, but doing color, doing play-by-play. Yeah. You know, maybe an in-studio host for yeah. freaking oh, huge network. Cool. Yeah. Like, it really is whatever she puts her mind up to. Um, but, Tommy, the next award is... We got MLR Fan of the Year for the next award. Now, what was our theme when we published our preseason yeah. 2021? 2021 was going to be the year of the fans. So this is fan of the year. So and now here we are. So a We've big award, circle. a big award, and the nominees: the big guy, Rooney. Tommy, the big guy is part of the rugby rant. I mean, I've always said he's he's the heart and soul. He's the talent. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, big guy, Whoa. loves his rugby, and quite frankly, like he's a staple in the Rooney fandom. I think the big guy could really cement his legacy as an MLR fan of the year with a win here. But we'll see. We'll see. It's up to the people. (laughs) The people are texting in their votes as we speak. The big guy, Rooney, fan of the year. Could be. (laughs) Broccoli, man. Tommy, (laughs) if I told you that I was sitting on a treasure trove of rugby pick'em interviews to be released in late December, early January. You have told me this. <laughs> Would you believe that I told you I had a Broccoli Man interview that I haven't published yet? I think there I mean, there was a Seattle trip in there for you at one point, so I wouldn't be surprised. Let's just say this cat, he, he runs different than most. Um, if anybody knows Broccoli Man, they know they can catch him in any basically professional uh, sport in the state of Washington. He will drive to Yakima. He will drive to Spokane. He is there. He's there for Seattle. He's been there for the Seawolves. Actually, I think they linked up this year, but it don't matter. He's the 2021 Fan of the Year nominee and the final (laughs) nominee. The cohort. (laughs) Now, these guys definitely deserve to be on this list because... They didn't have a home stadium this year, and they were traveling to all the all the Legion games. Do you remember week one? It was just like where Vegas Sevens like club used to be, yeah. like the side fields, yeah, of Sandboys. And stadium. they like, yeah, it, I mean, there was a good turnout to that match. Rooney Rooney pulled that week one matchup out of their ass. Yeah, I think we're gonna make that a tradition. Um, Anybody in the Denver area, if you're here for week one in the MLR, Tommy, which I think right now is scheduled for early February, like, that's a, we're doing beers here, chilly, <laughs> we're watching games all day, we're getting multiple screens up, but I remember we were like, we have no clue if the league's even going to go past week four. Like, nobody had yeah. any clue. There was so much uncertainty. So, shout out to the cohort, the yeah. ultimate away fans, but Tommy, I did see, I peeped, uh, peeped their Instagram yesterday. They did get a tour of HQ. Now, can you imagine? about the Legion. I was like, there's a cohort Instagram? (laughs) There is. Yeah. Wow, we should have done another category. Well, we're going to link it at (laughs) at the cohort SD, I believe. Okay. 
shows you I'm on Instagram way too much if I know that handle <laughs> off the fucking side of my brain. But Tommy, the side you, of your brain. Can you imagine going and touring a facility and at the same time the Legion are like, holy shit, these are like my superstar fans. Like I'm awestruck because they're yeah. cohort well, members. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's that was a question. Happen, but it's like, imagine if the players were so starstruck oh, yeah. fans because they won RPA fan. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Like I said, what it always was a stretch. <laughs> that the cohort did uh, check out HQ, and um, the winner of the 2021 <laughs> MLR Fan of the Year is. Wow, Rooney from no one saw this coming. Out of nowhere, no one saw this coming, Tommy. I mean, I I thought Broccoli Man was the favorite, the Legionites. Congratulations (laughs) to the big guy from Rooney, uh, fan of the year. Congrats! Trophies in the mail. All right, next nominee. It's got a little bit different name, um, but it's actually a question. Who's winning the Rugby Streaming Wars? The nominees for Streaming Wars. Alright, anyway. <laughs> Flow Rugby. 25 a year or a month. That's too much. Or, yeah. uh, uh, Tommy, how do people feel about the Flow Paywall? Yeah, I mean, nobody loves a paywall. Nobody's, like, super joyous when they see that there's a paywall. Fired up for a paywall. Um, but they do get some good content out. I mean, it's... We're trying to be nice to flow. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peacock. Okay, now, this is an interesting one. Because Can I jump in? Absolutely. Shout out to Corbacero, doing his thing on Peacock and producing his own show. A lot of these content creators, Tommy, they don't, they don't get paid for their efforts. They're out there grinding, clipping stuff just like us <laughs> to grow the game. So shout out to Corpse. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Peacock, I think this was a big move for Peacock because, let's be honest, the majority of the population only has Peacock to watch The Office. Uh, <laughs> okay. But now yeah. we're getting, they're pulling some rugby fans. I think I think that's pretty cool. NBC, the Olympics, there's always been That's marriage there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as Denver Barbos, like, we, we have to watch the Olympics when our guys are playing for the I team. forgot that the Olympics so, was on that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think on the long term, that's a huge, huge step for rugby. Because, like, of, of all these things we're nominated, right? Flow is a tiny tech startup. Peacock NBC is a massive, been there, done that channel. They're just in the streaming wars to win it for themselves. So I'm very happy that Peacock and NBC are in. And the final nominee, Tommy. What is it? The Rugby Network. <laughs> Commissioner Killebrew's favorite OTT platform. TRN. TRN, baby. As they say. The green and black. It's edgy. It's fucking multi-dimensional, Tom. They do a little bit of white streaming trim. games. They do clips. They do shows. They do blogs. And the best part, it's free. Yeah, that's. I think that's your... And it's good quality. And it's free. And the winner is... 
the rugby network. It's your grassroots streaming network for, exactly. for rugby. Nobody's gonna pay twenty five a month. You're not growing the game if you have a twenty five dollar paywall. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't even have the numbers right for flow, but the fact that it, we're talking about a price per month or a price per year. Yeah. Yeah. TRN, baby. Not great. Like you uh, said, grassroots network. Is there a rugby, reason they picked the green? That's a good. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, rugby should not be exclusive to those who are paying per month. Well, commission knows you got to hand it out to the masses. You got to build the yeah. base, and then eventually they'll pay you for your eyeballs. Exactly. You got to push it. All right. Who's winning the rugby streaming wars? It's it's the MLR and TRN. All right, Tommy. <laughs> we. Got, I love this next. It's a little bit of a change of last year's um, best XMLR podcast. And this year we're calling it the best crossover podcast. Because sometimes in life, you know, when changes happen, you just got to cross over. You got to make the best with what you got. And you got to make a change. Yeah. And this year's nominee. Why don't you tell us all of the nominees? DNBR Rugby Podcast, Colton Strickler. And the winner is <laughs> Colton Strickler and the DNBR Rugby Podcast. Wow. Um, Tommy, the American Raptors have come a long way since Glendale Raptors, since MLR, since withdrawing. I mean, since the XOs. Like, a lot has happened, but Colton's been Colton's there been publishing there, yeah. weekly, rolling with the punches, and per our chat that we just had with him earlier today, he's got something big coming up. Yeah. Bring him in. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Colton, it's Tommy. No picks. How you doing? Tommy, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, uh, just, uh, you won an award. I, so uh, that's great news. We're calling Which you up. did I win? Two years in a row. Congratulations, Colton. <laughs> You were the sole nominee for the best crossover podcast of the year. That's great. I'm happy to know I have the, the market cornered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are the guy. You are the crossover expert, the hugs and kisses expert. Um, tell us, what has it been like this year on the pod? Obviously, it's been a journey as the Raptors have kind of reformulated. Uh, but tell us. What uh, what goes into this type of grind? What what gets you chosen as an RPA winner year in and year out? Uh, I think the, the, that's a question for you guys, uh, but they have kept me on my toes. It's been a lot of uh, you know reshuffling. This year it was a little bit more you know continuity. We didn't uh, see them leave the MLR, which was nice. That there was no lead to leave this time, so that made it a little bit easier. <laughs> true, true. Now, we've been hearing little drips and droplets, little uh, cookie crumbs that you're going to drop a big piece soon, an expose, one would say. That's true. I had a a big interview about it today. Well, we'll leave the audience with that type of teaser, but anybody who's listening right now, what what can they expect when you put the the pen to paper, when you hit publish, what is going to be coming? Yeah, I've been working on this piece since October 2nd, so uh, pushing, I guess, three months now. Uh, if anybody, it's, it's, in, it's in line with the crossover aspect. It's not exactly rugby, or excuse me, football to rugby. It's going back the other way. I've talked to some interesting people. I think people will be excited to read it. Expect it out before the new year. 
not letting this go into 2021. Good. All right. Well, we always know it's it's good to have a little Christmas flurry of content. Yes. So. Yeah. It's when you're sitting at home over your, your break, maybe you have a couple of days off. You, I probably you'll have at least two pieces to read for me. Excellent. <laughs> Is there any like NDAs you've signed? You non-disclosures agreements? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> just all my own brain. Nice. Uh, just try not to tip my hand here. Show my cards. And I want people to, and it's not my idea originally either. It's a, it's a springboard, much like, you know, how everything goes in this content game that we all participate in. Speaking of that, are you working closely at all with? I've I've seen some camera crews following around those uh, those Raptors lately. Uh-huh. Are you are you involved in that at all, or is that? I'm not, in, I'm not involved in any of it, but if you look. If you squint hard enough, you'll see me in the background in a couple of those shots. Well, I love it. All the pictures that came back from Uruguay said photo credit Colton Strickland. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, got, I flexed my, uh, my my photographer muscle there. That was a, a new one for me. Look at you, all multidimensional <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Best, man. I, gotta, I gotta keep changing, never evolving. Well, Tommy wants uh, an update. Where are we on the late night snack? Oh man, I know. I was thinking about that. It's changed a little bit. I've been uh, drinking a lot of Pedialyte bit recently, so a little bit healthier than the Monster. Getting you know, getting a little bit more hydrated. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't been eating. I've been snacking too much. I've been doing a better job of that this year. So nope. just Pedialyte. No more Reese's peanut butter cups and Monsters. In, in moderation, yes. <laughs> Monster is almost completely out. <laughs> it's been a wild year. Obviously, yes. like MLR, Giltinis came through. You and I kind of did that preview saying that we expected Gilly Money to thrive, but I guess he yes. kind of just like put it out there and stamped his seal saying that my formula works. What do you think we can expect from 2022? You think uh, Jackal Gang's got any chance here? I know a lot of Raptors are headed down to yeah. Dallas. I know. I, I think I kind of adopted the Jackals as my team last year, and then they uh, they didn't play. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I'm excited. I talked about on the podcast to be released tomorrow. I guess so I'm excited to see San Diego's new uh, field on top of a parking structure. I think that's kind of cool. Reminds me of NFL Street. Um, but I yeah, think it's wide open man. I think it's wide open. Nice. I don't know. It's gonna if it's anything like the last two years. It, it doesn't matter what I say right now because whatever I say is not going to happen. It's going to change. There you go. Well, Tommy and I, we've heard whispers. You know, we, we heard of a couple teams that, that have their papers in for expansion. Obviously, don't want to ruffle any feathers and drop yeah. any names, but let's just say it's going to be a windy year and that the Raptors have played a huge part in, in shipping talent into the league. Um, is there any guy that the uh, Rugby Pick'em listeners should really peel their eyes back for, aside from Soup uh, going to <laughs> Dallas? We all know he's going to be a star. Are you talking about guys that have already signed places or, or maybe guys like in the wings? We're not asking you to break news. Anybody that's already signed, I mean, it's it's been happening all month. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think, you know, Sean Clark's not a, a new guy. He, he's obviously been around a little bit now. He signed with the Giltinis at the end of last year, played some with the U23s, but I think people are really going to be impressed with how far he's come along in this in this short year. Obviously, when you're 6'9", and you can run like that, that's a, a benefit, uh, and he's got the hands to go with. I think Sean's going to impress a lot of people. Uh, 
that'll be my pick for now. And I was going to say, if we're talking about guys that I don't even know if they've gotten any looks yet, I think Nolan Saracini is going to be one that's going to turn a lot of heads here. You know, obviously he might even get poached uh, come springtime when people start getting a little thin at a couple positions. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. It's like a lot of players now are probably disappointed they're not getting offered, and I'm just like, be patient, man. Like, no, if you're American and you're available, like come yeah. March, April, May, if your tape is good, you're going to get a call. So Nolan Saracini, man, go back and listen to Colton's podcast, the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Great interview with Nolan, who is an absolute legend for Montana State football. Yeah, and he's a what? I learned this about him too. He's your NFT plug. He's into the the crypto and all that stuff too. So if you want to learn something, ask him a couple questions. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the crossover podcast of the year, the DNVR Rugby Podcast, featuring, basically starring host Colton Strickler. He always says the guests make the show, but quite frankly, Colton is DNVR Rugby. Uh, Subscribe. I'm honored. Thank you for the uh, nomination and the award again. I got to get back in the in the rugby pick'em dungeon with you guys here soon. Absolutely. That, All right. that turned into a proper interview, and we should just be saying congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot more serious than last year's was. Phenomenal stuff, Colton. Thank you for um, growing the game. And um, like I said, if if you haven't heard Colton's stuff, get on DMVR Rugby. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're the best. All All right, trophies in the mail. <laughs> um, I'm expecting it. All right, good. See you, Colton. Thanks, guys. I'm glad we got on the line. He's a back-to-back winner. Um, technically different categories, you know, but sometimes you got to cross over, Tommy. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Congrats to Colton. <laughs> All right, this next, this next category we got going here is... Rugby's hardest worker, uh, and this is a long list. We've got we've had some hard workers this year, I suppose. Yes, and if anybody's listening internationally, don't take any offense to your exclusion. We're just kind of doing like a niche down American rugby deal because that's like, I guess the beat we cover, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Um, being that we're located here in Denver, Colorado, and kind of. Been involved with the American rugby community for quite a while. Uncle Johnny's not here. He probably represents our, our biggest like collective knowledge. Oh, um, yeah. But, again, no one's getting uh, discluded. So, Tommy, rip <laughs> off the nominees for rugby's hardest worker. American American rugby's hardest well, worker. Well, they don't, yeah. Should we? Okay. Just, yeah. Steven Lewis. Steve Lewis, always ready to do a grassroots session, no matter what team, no matter what age. He's out there actually doing the work. We report on a lot of people bitching and moaning online, but very few people are out like dedicating their life to rugby. Steve's one of those guys. All right. Pat Clifton. Tommy, we've definitely had a lot of laughs uh, at Pat's expense and a lot of like information and rugby education through his work. Right now, I would say he's taking on more of a leadership role, very involved in NCR, the PR7s, like setting all that up. He was a blogger. He wrote long form, sometimes I think way too long, right? But 
in the ever-evolving game, you need opinionists. You need people to kind of like ask, yeah. what could this be? What could that be? Otherwise, we get stale, we get boring, we get predictable. We need the Pat Cliftons in the world. He's Absolutely. out there in the community getting things done. Shout out to Pat. Commissioner George Killebrew. Tommy, Commission has been out on the road preparing us for another big year of growth. He was certainly very happy with the TRN numbers, as we touched on before. Yeah. They were nominated for one of the best OTT networks. Over the top. Oh, yeah. It's always <laughs> over the top. But shout out to Commission. He actually replied to one of our tweets, Tommy. And you're about to reply a couple months later. I believe it was <laughs> something along the lines of TRN puts out a tweet that was like, what text would you rather get if they had a fake inbox? <laughs> okay, so Tommy, why don't you read that inbox top right. to bottom for me? So it's the fake inbox, right? Classic. Um, you got one from the commish. Two tickets to the MLR final, question mark. Uh, Adam Ashley Cooper, fancy a weekend in Vegas, mate. <laughs> Lerome White, come and do some speed training. Who could forget? Chris Rock, yeah. The pick six. Chris Robshaw, night out in San Diego, question mark? That's actually the one I'm going to pass on. No offense to Robshaw. <laughs> He's married. It's like, I- I'm good. <laughs> San Diego's sweet and all, but yeah, I'm good. Holden, and then Holden Younger. hey, numbnuts, want to work on that pass? Okay, so all again, right. this is TRN trying to be young and edgy, right? Uh, yeah. I'm so, gonna take the. I'm gonna take up Adam Ashley Cooper's. I was sitting on this picture because Kamish loves to do his his Zoom Skype calls in front of his desk, and he's got a hat in the background. And yeah. I swear to God, he better wear this hat to the league opener, Dallas at Gilgronies, or the other way around. I don't know. It says <laughs> MLR League Commissioner. You can see that it's a hat that he custom made as the Kamish. <laughs> so I clip it in the background, and I tweeted in response to TRN saying, I would I would go, I would answer George Killebrew. And I would say, only if George Killebrew lets me wear the MLR commissioner hat for a day. Hashtag Commissioner Killebrew. Tommy, he responds. <laughs> he responds, anytime! Quite, exclamation point. Come on by MLR HQ. Triple exclamation So you've got a blank check to come by at any time. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, Tommy. We've got a blank check. This is, yeah. We've got a blank check. (laughs) We will literally show up to MLR HQ whenever we want and cash (laughs) our commissioner interview. Quite frankly, Tommy, like, I want him to know it's coming. So I'm going to tweet back right now. Three, Three letters. Bet. <laughs> That's what the kids are saying. Anytime, come by MLRHQ. Bet. There you go. All right. Commission. And just back to that hat real quick. Could you imagine if like Adam Silver well, he had an NBA, NBA commissioner? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy. Who's the next nominee? All right. Next nominee. Alex Goff. Is anybody work harder? I mean... We'll see when whoever wins the award. I guess is he, the hardest work. Alex has already won an RPA last year. He won it for production prop of the year. Tommy. That whiteboard. The and whiteboard. Speaking of working hard, he's working that whiteboard. If anybody knows golf rugby report, you know the whiteboard is intricate. It's like part of the equation. He's got it. Yeah. Yeah. 
we got to draw <laughs> the entire diagram on the board so that it's not just what what is Alex saying. It's like where is his brain connecting yeah. the dots? Exactly, and he's got to make he's got to make seventeen circles, three underlines under each word as he's speaking. And speaking it's of very, that, it's all very intricate. Are you gonna make me bring it up, or are you gonna plug yourself? Oh yeah, the TikTok. <laughs> so for the rugby, I made a little Alex Goff TikTok. If you want to go check that out on the for the rugby pick, I'm faithful. You listen back a couple episodes. We basically double dog dared Tommy to make a TikTok because he is a very skilled video editor. And like any millennial, he wastes enough time watching TikTok. He should be making TikToks. Yeah, I said it. I don't. I don't watch the TikToks. Actually, I'm not a big TikToker. But whatever, Instagram, whatever you wasted. <laughs> um, but if you want to follow Ruby Pickham TikTok, go do it. We won't stop you. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We've got an Alex Golf whiteboard sighting on there. There you go. Anyway. All right. Ryan Kirby. This might be t- rugby Twitter's like most dependable player, if, if you know what I'm talking about. Like Ryan Kirby, he's going to give you a comment. From what I gather, he is an Illinois-based Seawolf fan, Wasps fan, big USA Sevens, the Pioneers fan, and quite frankly, Tommy, he he is one of the best commenters of rugby Twitter that I've ever seen. Hard worker, yeah, absolutely. He's, Sometimes he's it's a numbers the, game. He's working his thumbs, dude. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Kirby. Love it. All right, Matt McCarthy. Matt's one of the best in the game. I mean, we've called him the rugby media GOAT before. We continue to do so because nobody really commits to a publication schedule and goes as hard as Rugby Wrap-Up does. So, Tommy, if I can remind you, when we, you and I sat in my sweltering car before North training and tried to get a couple MLR pods out the door, yeah. Matt was doing every single week, doing gambling lines, mm-hmm. doing analysis. So we're talking about multiple shows a week, every single week for the fucking 16 weeks plus playoffs of MLR. He's put in the hours. Like, he doesn't stop, yeah. and it's amazing. As a guy who loves his content, I can't get enough of it. So just when I think he's going to cool down, right, when MLR stops, he digs into the Eagles, really follows the tour aggressively, and ends the season really digging in. And for the first time, we got a great report on the college scene, Tommy. And there's a lot of infighting going on. And Matt did a great article and podcast about what the fuck is going on with NCR and D1A and all this bullshit. But I just want to give Matt McCarthy credit. One of rugby's hardest working people out there. Yeah. He really never stopped. I don't know how we're going to pick a winner for this category. Well, we're going to keep nominating him. <laughs> There's so many. Um, let's see. Brianna Kim. Bri Kim. Yeah. She does two, she does two things for, for rugby, right? She's a sideline reporter and she's got the podcast. So that's like a, like she's kind of got two entries into this, uh, into this competition right here. Yeah, Bree's got multiple irons in the fire. Um, and then, quick shout out uh, goes to Uncle Johnny. I mean, he's working hard right now. That's why he's not here. But um, all right, and the winner is for American Rugby Hardest Worker. 
Steve Lewis doing the grassroots sessions, Tommy. Just going out, it doesn't matter, coaching whoever, whenever, at any time, at any place. That is how we are going to grow the game. I'm sorry to those who have taken mightier routes and are doing the organizing or the politicking or this and that. The thing we need the most is grassroots coaching. And I stand by that. And and players. (laughs) You got to get out there and coach. (laughs) All right, Tommy. And the final category. Thank you, by the way, for doing all the nominees on Robbie's Hardest Worker. We had, what, a record, like, eight nominees? There was nine, if you include Uncle Johnny. God, the voting process was brutal on that. I know. Because so many people worked so hard to make this thing happen in the U.S. And honestly, if you're an expat listening right now, yes, I am talking to the Rugby Pick'em audience, international. Tom, I showed you a couple of like the feedback that we get online, and it's absolutely crazy what randos from all over the world tune into this bullshit. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so if you're an expat, if you want to get here, if you want to make a difference before 2031, find a fucking way. Yeah. Apply for a visa, reach out to clubs, most Americans want to help you out and like aren't xenophobic and we just like we want to get this thing going for when we host the World Cup in yeah. 2031. Call me call <laughs> me a jinx, but I think we're going to get it. All right. And we have to come through for the rugby community. And also a quick shout out for that last category. I mean, every single player is also America's rugby American rugby's hardest worker. Like whether you're club or pro, you're putting in the work, you're going to practice. You're going on Saturdays. Yeah, that's part of the buy-in we talk about, yeah. right? The collective hurt that goes into yeah. the, the struggle that goes into success. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to the hard rugby workers. All right, the final category is the independent podcast of the year. And Tommy, the reason we use the verbiage last RPAs, if you haven't checked them out, check them out, is because... I think sometimes an MLR team says, hey, we want to do our marketing. Here's the keys. Go run with it. And that's its own challenge. Mm-hmm. But some players just say, I'd like to build my own brand, if, if you don't mind. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to go do it on my own, and I'm just going to start it. And you and I fucking put two and two together and figured out how to plug this podcast in and make a logo and go. And shout out to those players and the people who are new to the podcasting game that are just putting their heads together and uh, what you could say normalizing rugby podcasting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, the nominees. Rugby, Hive, Dallin, Stanford, and Robin McDool. Tommy, the Hive was nominated last year for this exact award. So we're talking about back-to-back nominations. That's just that's just consistency right there. I mean, if you don't know Dallin, you're a fucking living under a shell. He calls games. He's you a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rugby Hive season two. A lot of big names, um, but it's not always about the big names, right? It's about like dialing down what a good interview looks like, and these guys deliver. If you haven't listened to Rugby Hive, buy their merch. Oh yeah. Rugby on the rise. Max Dacey. Tommy, you and I know Max because if you live in Denver and share Infinity Field, you can't miss a 6'7 giant with huge ears walking in and out every day of the facility. Um, Max started his own podcast. 
Rugby on the Rise. And he's got some great interviews. The first one is with uh, Campbell Soups, who we <laughs> shared a seven seasons Soup. with. Great guy. Which, by the way, we are Jackal Gang going into 2022. Got to be. A lot of, lot of Raptors. A lot of Raptors. We got Soups down there. We, we got other guys who we like. So yeah. Texas Cup's going to be crazy this year. But either way, Max Stacy, rugby on the rise. Sometimes you just got to take a gamble and, and back yourself. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> Stories Unleashed podcast. Chez Waihi. Tom, this is a great podcast. It's new, which is the best when you're trying to hop on something that the creator has a lot of long-term energy for. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like Chez is a young rugby head in Kiwi Land, but his first two interviews were David Still and... Malik Bryant, who obviously is, is a dear barbell friend of ours. Yep. So if you haven't hopped on Stories Unleashed, you got to hear it because we just got another great podcaster out there. Didn't you just post something like that on Rugby Run Scholarships? Like you don't have to you don't have to divvy up the pie. You can just make some more or something. Warm up the oven, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Make more pies. You don't Plenty of divvy. pies to go around. Everybody can eat here. And the winner is... Rugby on the Rise, Max Dacey, one of the up-and-coming podcasters in the game. He gets great player conversations because he is a player. He lives and breathes rugby. Let's kick it at Max in the shed. The shed, the shed, mate. I'm BT here with Max Dacey. Max, congratulations on accepting the Independent Podcast of the Year. Tradition in the RPAs is to give shout-outs to, to people around the league that are throwing their hand up and reporting on the game, whatever medium that be. So congratulations, you're a podcaster. Thanks, Shay. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a cool year, man, to just sit down with, honestly, everybody that I've had on, on my show has just been good buddies, whether it's been someone I've played with. And I've got Niku on there, who is a, a coach and a referee of mine. So it's just been cool to have some really good friends and on my show and talk about rugby and you know, get to put that message out there and, you know, get to see some people listen to it. Yeah. As someone who's done it, it really isn't that hard. Uh, but once you put the things together and, and hit publish and upload something to the internet for the first time, it's a learning experience from there. Um, and we talked earlier about your journey. Tell, tell the viewer how it came to be. What pushed you over the edge and what were the nuts and bolts like setting up the podcast and finally getting to that moment? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was kind of made through struggle. So I got a back injury in 2018 that made me stop playing rugby for two years. And throughout those two years, I just wanted to continue to involve myself in the culture. And rugby has always played such a big part of my life. So I decided I wanted to start a podcast and I just ordered the mics and called a couple of good friends of mine who were playing at the top level and sat down and recorded a few episodes and put them out. And I was really surprised with how many people listened and how much feedback I got. So I thought it was a good idea and just kept doing it, tried to change as little things or as least amount of stuff as I could and just keep talking to good friends and try to get their story out there and talk about why they love the sport that we play. Making a couple non-refundable purchases tends to get you over the finish line. <laughs> and I got these mics. I got to use them now. Yeah, man. If, if you invest, it makes it a lot easier to just go ahead and kick yourself in the ass to do it. Yeah. And, and it's fun to take the leap on anything because you learn as you go. 
what was that first month like where you're starting to realize there's a process to this? Booking them, recording them, editing them, posting about them. When did you first start to feel like, okay, I got my rhythm down? Well, the first kind of real world, like the first time it hit me was when I did my first episode with Campbell and we're sitting on my couch in my one bedroom apartment with two mics and we're just looking at each other talking and we're both looking at the computer while we do it. We're nervous and we're shaky. And then going through the editing process, it was really pretty easy. You know, it was, I watched a couple of YouTube videos, download a few things, didn't take a lot to get into it. And then I'd say after about three episodes, the nerves settled and I started to enjoy it and really just enjoy the fact that I just get to talk with old teammates of mine and people that have done some really incredible things. Yeah. When you put enough minutes or hours into anything, the nerves tend to settle down. You get more comfortable on the mic. You're able to reach a deeper kind of honesty with the audience because you are being yourself. You're not nervous about saying this or that but I, I talked with you it, it is challenging at times to record something and put it out there to the internet like with a finite like this is going to live forever um, and I'm going to be judged like this for good or for bad did you ever have trouble clicking publish on something or did it was it all good vibes so far you know there's always a little bit of doubt but at the same time, over the past year, I've really started to become comfortable with the wacky, hippie guy everyone knows me as. Yeah. So I figured I might as well embrace it, embrace the fact that everyone knows I'm a rugby head and just double down and, and show everyone that I, I am who I am. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. So, Back yourself, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think that serves its, pers- its purpose in the sport of rugby as well. But I really didn't have a lot of doubts. A lot of it was just being confident in the conversation I have with my buddies and knowing that if people don't want to listen or, or want to make fun of me or whatever it is, they can just turn it off. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's the power of the internet. It's, it's out there to be judged and, I don't know, just enjoyed maybe. God forbid we just enjoyed something. But I'm, I'm really happy for you. And, and as you build back into rugby, you said you took some time off to get healthy, to get right. How much have you seen, especially through things like the pandemic, the shift change where players now are taking control of their off-the-field pursuits where they're trying to be the best rugby players they can be, but they're trying to monetize their brand, whether it be through social media following or working on businesses and starting businesses or starting um, platforms like yourself. Where do you think that's going to go in the next couple of years? You know, it's a tough question because it's always hard to predict the future, but I think it's going to become one of the things where as rugby grows within the U.S., you might see more of those personalities you see in football and baseball and classic American sports. And as guys start to progress, you know, rugby isn't the biggest paycheck. And I think guys are always going to look for a way to better themselves and, and provide more to what they bring to the table outside of just what they put on the field. And a good way to look at that is, you know, we both know Teron Beckham. And that's a guy who has an incredible outreach. And that is one of the reasons why he lives the life he does. I mean, he plays club rugby. But he has this incredible brand that shows his strength and things like that. And that's how he makes his money. So I think it's really important for rugby players to kind of explore a little bit, not only of their own branding, but what they do outside the sport. Because... 
come the age of 35 to 40, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you have to decide what you do when you can't play the sport you love anymore. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tron, content king. I mean, I, I, I see professional rugby try and find their footing on where they stand with their in-house content, the league content, what's the game day content like now that we've signed and produced this um, MLR network, the the OTT network as Kamesh likes to call it. Um, but you yourself have done some color games. What do you like about being in the booth or potentially like reporting on the sideline? Is there a type of connection you want to create with the fans when you go and broadcast? Oh, certainly. You know, being a commentator is so much fun because you're supposed to be a personality. You're supposed to express yourself, especially for me. My two games as a color commentator, they told me, you know, be the rugby expert, be the be the guy that knows rugby culture. And it was awesome because I just get to nerd out about what I love and get paid for it and, and watch professional game. And it's it's super fun because you don't have to think about it. You know, when something exciting happens, you're supposed to be excited. When someone does something stupid, you're kind of supposed to be like, what was this guy thinking? So it's really fun, and I think that's one of the cool things about the sport is I talk with, you know, the crossover athletes in Glendale, and they talk about how much they hated football practice, how much they hated their coaches, how much when they were done with football, all they wanted to do was be away from football. Whereas rugby guys, like... We've had times in the airport right before or right after a game where guys just want to play a game with a ball because that's the sport we play. It's compete. Just, yeah. Well, it's not just compete. You just want to enjoy yourself. Yeah. And that's all I do when I commentate is I just try to enjoy myself. Just Max being Max. Just just a little Is there any more purity there? I mean, you, we talked about being yourself, right? That's what really brings out, I think, the best content, the best podcasting and storytelling what, what type of max on the field is, is the max that you try and express yourself as a player? Describe your resume. <laughs> resume. No, um, me, me on the field is, I'm, I'm really weird on the field because I love to play the game and I love to have a couple jokes on the field, especially if you're playing against guys that are good buddies of yours. But at the same time, the job of a second row is kind of to be an enforcer. So... I don't look it and I don't do a very good job, but I like to talk a little smack every now and again. I like to get in the niggles, but for me, my biggest thing is just be the leader, especially on the team I'm ne- I'm on right now. It's a team full of guys new to the sport, and for me, being an experienced guy, I put it on myself to make sure we're organized, people know what they need to do and things like that, making the right play calls, but I just love to have fun. Everything I do, I just want to enjoy myself, whether it's carrying the ball, whether it's a second row trying to throw a double skip pass. Yeah. I just Chicken wanna, wing offload. Oh, I love a good Sunny Bill, yeah. you know? I just love to enjoy myself, and that's one of the cool things about rugby. As Mark, Mark Bullock would say, rugby is a child's game, and I think if you embrace that, there's, you know, the sky's the limit because you can just do all these crazy behind-the-back things, and maybe you shouldn't do it in a real game, but that's what touch is for. Yeah, and if it gets the ball over the try line, then who really cares? Exactly. Whether you're a brute force, like, to-the-point straight runner, or you're like a gazelle, right, that could just carve and look beautiful doing it. It doesn't matter. You know, it's funny you say that because it does matter to some coaches. My, <laughs> the first try I ever scored in Glendale, I put a grubber kick through, 
my wing chased it, and right as the ball's about to go out of bounds, he toes it back in field. I pick it up and I score. And everyone's laughing, having a good joke. And I run past the sideline, and my coach at the time, David Sennett, he looks at me and he's like, you should have carried. Why'd you kick the ball? I'm like, dude, we scored. Come on, man. <laughs> I love David Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. No, Baby Dave. I, I like that. I, I like players playing free. That's why sevens is like fun to watch, right, because it really is pickup hoops. Um moving to spaces and reading each other's minds on the fly. 15 is kind of like, we know how we want to play. We know how we want to get on the field. We know what the roles are. But, yeah. yeah, I don't like when second rows are just told, you're a meat grinder. Get in there and put your damn head forward. No, yeah. you guys are personalities, man. we got to let them show <laughs> Well, and I think it's starting to grow. You look at modern rugby, and if you look at the way Wales plays, they use Adam Beard as kind of a playmaker out in the channel. And you look at the way – like most international rugby teams play, they want to build a game plan around guys who can play rugby. And f- the uh, the thought that a forward is just a brute anymore is not true. I mean, you look at props these days, and they are supposed to be fit and not have a lot of fat on them. You know, you look at hookers, and they're supposed to be a third flanker. So I think it's fun that rugby's growing into this sport where creativity is encouraged. And I think it's one of the things that has always set it apart from football. Because football, you're always told what to do. Whereas rugby, you get to decide. And the more that you push this agenda that people get to decide and have fun playing rugby, I think the more you're going to make that sport attractive to an audience that doesn't know it. Yeah. And to the audience listening right now, if you haven't listened to Rugby on the Rise, you don't know what you're missing. you got to get on there and crank the entire library. Phenomenal interviews. I personally... From the first one, like you said, where it sounded nervous, like because I know Soups, it was a great interview, and he's like one of the easiest guys to talk to in the world. Down the line, I can't wait for the interviews to come. You're just going to have to reach out to your ex-Rooney teammate who was last year's winner. Go back and listen to the 2020 RPAs. Harry Bennett, the Rugby Player Pod. We haven't had a publication since the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, Haas has been enjoying himself a good amount, as he should, you know, uh, He's a, he's a funny guy, but listening to a couple of his episodes, he's and in, in also getting to know him and play with him, he's a people's person. He's someone who doesn't just care about the sport, but he cares about the people in it. And uh, yeah, Haas, if you're listening, please put out a couple more episodes for the people. We'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And if I, uh, you know, I'll see you in a couple weeks, so maybe we'll do a little collab for, uh, for the Rugby Pick'em Double Awards. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. Definitely get Harry back on the mic. Thank you so much for coming over. Wow, Tommy. Can you believe it? Year two in the wraps. Well, year two for RPAs, but what if I told you that we started Rugby Pick'em in 2018 and this is year four wow. in the books? It's kind of crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. To be honest, we're, we're into year four in the league. Tommy, so many new things are going to happen in 2022. Not only are, did the Jackals make me eat my fucking words and are coming online in a big way. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm Jackal gang through and through. I just said it earlier. I'll say it again. We have to make this emoji stick for the Jackals. The teal soap. The teal soap it was is, that? I perused every single emoji, and it's the only emoji that embodies the jackal's teal. They're teal really? and white. Really? It's the yeah. only only color. So we got to make soap work with the jackals. So you got to be slippery when you jackal. You, know? <laughs> you got to get in there. But 
Campbell Johnstone, you know, a lot of Raptors going down there. Just, I, I want to see that young team succeed yeah. in a big way. You want them to come away with the Texas Cup? Because you're, yeah. you're a big Sabercats guy. I was going to say, I mean, and a guilty. I am big cat energy. I have a lot of... You uh, like Gilchrist, you like the Sabercats, and now you're a Jackal guy. Let's call him by his real name, Gilly. (laughs) But, yeah, I have a lot of Western ties, you could say. Mm. But I I really want the Sabercats to succeed, not only for Zach Pangelinen, who's coming back, survived multiple coaching staffs. I want Zach to succeed. The Jackals have this, like, insanely young crew coming through, and we got interviews that we're going to drop in January with more Jackal gang. The Gilgronies excite me, too. There's yep. plenty of talent down there. If David Stills going down there, Casey McDermott, by we talk with Colton. Like, the Raptors are kind of dispersed around the league, and I just back that Australian coaching staff again to put a good product out. So I really wouldn't be surprised if the entire state of Texas, like, started treating other Western and Eastern teams like a punching bag. But we'll see, Tom. We'll see. That's the great thing about the league is we have no fucking clue what's going to happen. The Gronies. Although we did kind of think that the Guiltinis were going to win last year, and they did. They did, yeah. So, I mean, sweet. And their roster is still, yeah. Pick them! Their trip around the sun. Dress up because it is an award show. The step of the year. If you've ever stepped or been stepped, it's kind of like the equivalent of getting dunked on. Damian McKenzie. Yeah. He's like your lookalike, no? Hoggy. Emil, our mascot of the year. He's like a walking NFT. But we forgot that all mascots are mute. You want the RPA because you got balls. <laughs> I love it. Cajones. That's great. Are you a Road to Glory head? It, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, everyone's chronicling their cat on YouTube. Hoggy. It was a great little chat we had. So I mean, much fun. <laughs> the people are texting in their votes as we speak. Year two. And the raps. Over the top. Oh, yeah. We basically double dog dared Tommy to make a TikTok because he is a very skilled video editor. And like any millennial, he wastes enough time watching TikTok. He should be making TikToks. Triple exclamation So you've got a blank check to come by at any time, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, Tommy. We've got a blank check. This is... Yeah. Broccoli, man. That sounded haunting. Let me read that. (laughs) (coughs) Broccoli, man. That was... (laughs) That was even worse. That was less haunting? Broccoli, man. Tommy... If I told you could be a 
hair, uh, team hair of the year. <laughs> Sorry. He could be first team all hair. Uh... All right, and we got one more bonus section, and that is for voicemail of the year. And the winner is nobody. We didn't get to any of the voicemails this year, but there is going to be a episode coming up in this flurry where we're just going to do all the 2021 voicemails. Well, shout out to Patty from Providence. He called. Yeah. He called quite a bit. Uh, we can give you Patty's update again in the outro a little later, but not worthy of uh, an RPA this year. Well, not yet, but like we're gonna get to we're gonna get to those. We're gonna do the twenty twenty two is gonna be a big voicemail year. Yeah. And I say we just do a 2021 voicemail episode, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just get to all the people who called this year, because we didn't get to them yet, you know? No, we will. Um, but yeah, anyways. Tell me, what's the number? The number is 720-259. Oh, wait, 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 hang on. What? We got a call. We oh got my God. a call. We, yeah, we did We get a literally call. got a live call, <laughs> according to the Google manuscript this is from corbin tate tommy um please move the mic closer to the <laughs> shitty speaker here we go corbin tate hi this is corbin tate with for our funding uh, i was just calling to get you set up with our new online portal hourglass uh, i see that you requested access to it uh when you get a chance um i'll only be here for the next 40 minutes but if you want to set up an appointment or otherwise find some time uh, to discuss the software and the platform and to see some of the features it has available. I'd be happy to get you set up with it. Uh, otherwise, feel free to explore it and let me know if you have any questions. Thank you. Corbin Tate. Corbin, thank you. Wow. That was one of the most formulaic the sales <laughs> emails that I've ever heard. I said emails. You know what? Emails. Good for him. He's grinding away. Um, Tommy, I used to leave those like dial for dollars voicemails. Yeah. Because... In a weird way, and I hope anybody who's banged on a phone 50-plus calls a day can relate with me right now. Sometimes, when you get the voicemail line, you just exhale. Yeah. It's just <laughs> you talking, and it's not another human. And you could be as fucking dumb or quirky as you want, but Corbin played it by the book there. Um, call the voicemail line. Be yourself. Just ask a rugby question, and there will be no judgment on this end, whether it's the stupidest thing we've heard or a really insightful look into where the game's going or what you think's going to happen, call the line, please. 720-259-TUCK. 720-259-8825. Call the number. Shout out to the guru. He's the GOAT caller. and um, The reigning champ. Tommy, is this <laughs> our second sign-off? I think so. If you're listening right now, you're one of the real ones. You're one of the RPA OGs. Pick him! Pick him! And we're out. Year two. And the raps. Know your role.